This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Who is Pac, baby? Deion Sanders, off to Colorado. I can't believe it. But, you know, then again, once I heard rumblings of him choosing between Colorado and USF, I started to raise an eyebrow. A part of me was like, Colorado and USF? I mean, come on, you got to be kidding me. Now, I've been hearing rumors all season that he could end up going to a Power 5 school. I just didn't decide to really give much merit to it because it just, it looked like Dion at Jackson State looked so genuine and it looked like, oh, he's going to build a dynasty there. He's going to be there for the long haul. But, I mean, I should have seen the red flags coming. I heard, you know, I heard rumors about him having to, I think it's probably, I think it's true. I don't think it's rumors. That he had to take a pay cut to pay some of his staff. You know, you had the water crisis in Jackson. You, I mean, he had to, you know, use his networks to get Jackson State some things. Um, And he was getting paid a fraction of what he's going to get paid in the Pac-12. Yeah, and I've been hearing that. Oh, and also I heard that uh, Dion didn't rule out taking better opportunities elsewhere and I haven't even seen the 60 minute interview where he kind of hinted towards him not not having the resources that he really needed or wanted at Jackson State can't wait to see it oh my god breaking news Trey Turner is going to the Phillies I will get back to Deion Sanders later But Trey Turner is going to the Phillies. Ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way. You have got to be kidding. Trey Turner is going to the Phillies? So you mean to tell me the Phillies got Kyle Schwarber, I guess for now, Trey Turner, and Bryce Harper? Damn! They were all on the Nationals. I am sick. I seen rumors about this a week or two ago. And, you know, one of my cute Eagles fans followers was talking about this. And I responded, oh, I'd be salty if this happened. It's official. It's happened. He's a Philly now. Oh, my God, bro. How, bro? How? Of course, the Nationals weren't going to get him. They let him go the first time. What's next? Juan Soto, after his two years of arbitration's up, what is he going to go to the Mets? This is bad. This is very, very bad. Oh, my God, bro. This seems like the end of the world. Now that I'm coming back down to earth on this, this seems like the end of the world. But out of all these, I was going to say NFCs, out of all these NL East teams, the Braves are the only ones that won a title since 2020. Since the Braves, the Braves, Mets, and Phillies have been significantly better than the Nationals since 2020. And the Phillies and the Mets are loading up on former Nationals play, on former National stars. Since then, only the Braves have won a title. And the only former Nat, or yeah, the only former Nat there is Esperanza, who ironically we got from them. So, oh man, 
make me sick, man. But it's all good, man. Uh, I guess congrats to Trey Turner getting paid and everything. But, man, this sucks. But, however, though, however, we have to play the games. It seems doom and gloom now. But until we play the games, until I see them win, until I see them maybe win the division and maybe the World Series, this is all just hype and shock value. Now, back to Deion Sanders. Who is Pac, baby? I was a little naive. I I admit, every now and then, I'm a little naive, and I don't just step away and look at the bigger picture. I'm going to speak on another example of that later. But seriously, man, I thought I thought I did see the big picture. I thought, you know, Dion coming to Jackson State and making them a force to be reckoned with, making them undefeated, giving them national attention. I thought, man, this is it. This is it. Now the... The Hall of Famers and the top coaches are gonna flood HBCUs and we're gonna get they're gonna get all these top recruits and man HBCUs are finally gonna get the attention and resources they deserve. And you know it's okay. They did get the attention they deserve at at some point, but I think this is a issue that's gonna take decades to Address is gonna take decades. Oh, oh, another breaking news. Uh, Verlander's with the Mets now. What the hell? So, you mean to tell me they're gonna have Verlander and Scherzer? Oh, because Jacob DeGrom's with the Rangers. Boy, I celebrated so hard when he went to the Rangers. Oh my god, I already know I'm going to Dallas in July, so hopefully, I can catch a Rangers game then, and hopefully, I can catch him in the new Rangers uniform. I'm just saying. And hopefully this time I won't be flat broke when I'm out there. Now, back to the topic. Back to the topic. Now, listen. It's going to take a while for, you know, HBCUs. It it might, shoot, it might take another century before HBCUs get that recognition and resources and attention they deserve. It's going to take, it might take a century. I thought with the whole Deion Sanders thing and the Eddie George thing, I thought, man, this is going to take like five years. I think Skip Bayless said it best because he was thinking the same thing I was thinking, that he would build the dynasty and that he would challenge some of these Power 5 schools, not only take their recruits, but beat them in non-conference play. That's what I was thinking would happen. But it wasn't realistic. And that was going to take more time than we all thought, the most optimistic people thought. This is a business. And Coach Prime just, I, I think... He's just better off, like, getting more money, getting more resources, being on a higher level, and still creating change and possibly positively affecting lives in another way. I don't know if this quote is true or not, not, but 
He said he quit Jackson State, but he didn't quit on black people. That is the key thing. You know, as long as he, you know, as long as he keep helping his people and keep, you know, helping young men uh, achieve their goals and be positive members of society. I mean, what can we really say at the end of the day? Man, it's too much breaking news. It's too much breaking news. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jackson Smith and Jigba were Ohio State that only play like two games. He's going into the draft. He's not going to play in the playoffs. In the long haul, that makes sense. Look what happened to Jamar Chase. Look what happened to Christian McCaffrey. It worked out perfectly for them. When you're truly elite and you got a choice like that, you got to take it. It's worked out. It's worked out for the truly elite. He knows he's going in the first round. Why waste time in the playoffs and end up like Jamison Williams? But Jamison Williams, he still got drafted, I think, in the second round, and he's playing this weekend, or he's playing next weekend, or he played last weekend. He He's still got a future ahead of him. I guess you could have went either way, but if you're truly elite, that's the decision you can make. Now, best of luck to Deion Sanders at Colorado. I want to see what he does there. You know, I was thinking if he was going to take a power five job, I was thinking, you know, maybe he'd take Auburn or, oh, I was laughing at the Auburn rumors, but seeing him take the Colorado or USF job, maybe the Auburn rumors weren't so ridiculous. But I was thinking, I think one day, He's going to end up at Florida State. Because Florida State, they did okay. Which, by the way, they're playing against OU in the bowl game. I'll talk about that in another show. But they're not, I mean, they're not running away with things either. And I don't think their coach is set in stone either. They were okay last year. They were solid this year. I mean, they're about a player or two away. They're about a play or two away from having one game better record than OU. I can see Deion Sanders ending up there eventually. If he's going to go to Colorado, he can definitely go to Florida State. He can definitely go to a school like Oklahoma. I don't think that's going to happen. Or, uh, shoot. UCLA or what's another struggling uh blue bud? Well, Nebraska got Matt Rule. Like he could go to one of these places. If he's gonna take the Colorado job, he could go somewhere else. That's higher on the college football scale. But man, I guess people in the black community are split on this. I think we're split on a lot of things, and that's our problem. But, you know, after having time to think about it and seeing what everybody has to say, I think I can accept this move by um, Deion Sanders, and I believe he did make an impact on HBCUs, and I think this ain't the end for Jackson State or HBCU sports. They'll be fine. I think it'll be fine, and it's it's moving in a positive direction, and 
it will get, gather more attention. There will be there will be other people who will invest in HBCUs and bring them to the forefront. You've seen what Chris Paul has done. Um, you you've seen what other people have done. So it, it's coming. They'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? But you know what Deion Sanders did for that school in a span of three years was amazing, and we some of us wanted to see more. But it's just. It's just bigger opportunities presented itself. More resources, more money presented itself. Anyway, anyway. Oh, before I go on to the next thing, Trey Turner got 11. He got, okay, his contract is 11 years, $300 million. So he got the $30 million he was looking for, roughly $30 million. I don't think the Nationals were willing to pay him that. Or maybe they were and he just didn't want to take it. That's why we traded. I'm sick that he's in the division. But yet I still can't really hate on the Phillies. I just can't. They're not the Mets. They're not the Braves. I just can't. But it's a little going to be a little annoying playing against them. However, here's what I take solace in. We're rebuilding, and these guys can't be at the top of their game forever. These guys are my age or older. I'm 30 years old. So they can't be good forever. They got to come back down to earth. They gotta, they're got they going to have to rebuild like us eventually. But for now, we're just going to have to take that L and take all the whoopings that come with that. But go Nats. Go Nats. I'll still be at the games. I'll still make my annual trip to Philly for Phillies and Nats. So that's, that's all I got to say, man. Uh, on to the next one. Oh, South Korea is getting smoked. South Korea is getting smoked. Okay, impromptu World Cup talk right quick. Impromptu World Cup talk. Bro, USA lost. I picked them to lose in this in a round of 16 to the Netherlands. Because I was thinking, yeah, USA is young. They're hungry. They're a good team. But I'm like, I don't think they're better than the Netherlands. And I was right. The precision and the precision and execution that Netherlands played with on offense was spectacular. And they were just a better team. Like, our lack of offense caught up to us. And shout out to Memphis Depay from Netherlands doing the put that ish on, you know, the Antonio Brown dance. Oh, my God. He killed us with that. He killed us with that. I give him that. That was vicious. Oh, man. But they up out of here. Now, the World Cup is kind of getting back to chalk. Okay? England punished Senegal. Brazil is punishing South Korea. It's 4 nothing. France won. All, all the major teams that are left. I mean, Germany didn't make the uh the knockout round belgium didn't make the knockout round they were number two in the world who ranked them number two in the world they just didn't show up in the world cup but we ranked them number two in the world what in the world that's cap the cap on this app seriously man that's crap anyway um who else man let me let me look at it uh Mm, I can't believe I picked Mexico. I was close. 
with uh, picking Mexico to go to the round 16. But uh, they had a goal that got called back. The goal that would have sent them to the round of 16 got called back because of an offside by literally a half a foot. Soccer is so unserious at times. That might have cost me the million bucks in Fox Sports bracket. But we'll see. We'll see. See what I mean? See, Argentina beat Australia. That was a closer game than it should have been. But they beat them. Brazil is killing North Korea, South Korea. England destroyed Senegal. France outlasted Poland. I mean, Portugal is probably going to beat. That's a close matchup. I don't know how that's going to go. Spain should beat Morocco. It's, It's coming back to form. It's coming back to form. Bro, Kevin Wilson is becoming a coach at Tulsa. He was at OU. He was an offensive coordinator my freshman year at OU. Then he was a coach at Indiana. Then he went to Ohio State. Now he's at Tulsa. Wow, he's back at Oklahoma. <laughs> Only a matter of time if the Jeff Levy thing doesn't work out. Only a matter of time before he ends up back at OU. But that's another topic for another time. Uh, a lot of jumping around this episode. You got to love it. You got to love it anyway. But yeah, World Cup's going all right. It's going back to chalk. So if you had a bracket and you went safe, you might be all right. (laughs) You might be all right because there's levels to this stuff. Now, the England-France, I don't know who's going to win that. I feel like France should win, but England is very talented and very capable of winning that game. So I... We'll see. We'll see. Anyway. The bird is the word. And they are 11 and 1. Once again, you going to respect the bird and that is the word. I was going to say that the Eagles are running away with the NFC, but they are not. Them dang Cowboys and them dang Vikings just won't lose. They keep winning. The Cowboys are punishing the teams we should have blown out. Well, they only punish the Colts because the Colts just forget how to play football for a quarter, and all of a sudden, the Cowboys win 54-19 when it was a 21-19 game at, at the end of three. The Vikings win all these close games. I don't know how. Like, literally, all these wins are one-score games. I'm not kidding. But they got punished by the Eagles and the Cowboys. If we go by that, then the Eagles and the Cowboys are the best two teams in the NFC, and it's not even close. It looks like it. So you mean to tell me we got a collision course between the Eagles and the Cowboys, and the way things look... The way things are looking, it looks like we're going to play each other in the divisional round in Philly in January. And I'm trying to make plans to go see that game. It's probably going to be Eagles-Cowboys. I'm trying to make plans to go see the Eagles divisional game in Philly on January, which will probably be 22nd or 21st. I'm trying. But if it's Eagles-Cowboys, I'm telling you right now, that ticket's going to be at least $500. 
that's going to be the, the hype surrounding that game is going to be out of this world. But the Eagles, listen, I should have went to the Eagles and Titans. I originally planned to go to the OU Villanova game, which, by the way, OU lost, but it was a very good game. It was everything I could have ever imagined except OU choked and lost. And then I was going to stay overnight and then go to the Eagles-Titans the next day. None of that happened because I was too chicken to spend credit card money or any of that crap or to ask my mom for money in hotels and stuff. I was too chicken to do all that. I stayed home. I did whatever. And I watched college football and all that crap. I also missed the Wizards and the Lakers, but I'm going to talk about that later. But this Eagles-Cowboys game on January 22nd, forget the forget the Christmas Eve game. That's going to be hype too, but forget that. There is a potential, whether it's Eagles at Cowboys or Cowboys at Eagles, I think it's going to be Cowboys at Eagles. There's a potential that this Eagles divisional game is going to be crazy and it's probably going to be against the Cowboys. I can't wait. I just I just thought about that off the top of my head. But the bird is the word. Now, I think I picked us to lose the Titans game in the preseason. And some Eagles fans and, of course, the haters thought we were going to lose this game. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, we can beat this team. Because I was like, yeah, it's a bad matchup. Because we can't really stop the run. And they do a good job of running the ball. And on the flip side, they could do a good job of stopping the run and we run the ball very well. But then again, I thought, wait a minute. We can do we can win multiple ways. And also, because I play a lot of DFS, daily fantasy sports, I constantly see the Titans having Terrible numbers against the pass. So I was like, this might be an opportunity for A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith to show off. And they did exactly that. And another thing about our run defense, it's greatly over-exaggerated. I kind of hinted towards that last episode because I was saying that I looked at our numbers and our rushing stats defensively are middle of the pack. You would think they would be bottom five. Or bottom 10. They are middle of the road. That means they bend but don't break. They give up chunk plays. But at the end of the day, they make stops when they need to. If you look at those games where we really struggled on the ground, what did they do? They made stops when they needed to make. It. And that's all you need to do. That is why they are 11-1. Apparently, we got Jordan Davis back. Uh, I was looking for updates on C.D. Deuce, Chauncey Garter-Johnson. And it looks like he had a lacerated kidney, which sounds painful. But it looks like he he's out indefinitely, but it looks like he'll for sure be back for the playoffs. At least in my opinion. From everything I've read, it looks like he'll be back for the playoffs. And that's the main point. But Blankenship is playing well. He's a ball. So I, I'm cool with playing him and Epps and Josiah Scott. I'm cool with playing them until CD gets back because these brothers are handling business. And also, Miles Sanders scored another touchdown. He's underrated. 
I think he's a free agent. Um, I'm about the real deal. Look at Spot Rack real quick. Uh, I'm about to look at Spot Rack. Uh, I'm about the real deal. Look at that. Let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. Who am I looking for? Miles Sanders. <laughs> look at me. I should have had this ready to go from the beginning, but I did not. Uh, let's see. Miles Sanders. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Miles Sanders. Uh, should be loading. He is an unrestricted free agent next year. Now, we've gone out and tried to trade for running backs and stuff. Miles Sanders is playing pretty well. Can we just extend this guy? Or are we just going to let him go and try to either trade for a quote-unquote better running back? Or are we going to draft or are we going to move up to draft B. John, who looked like he's a real deal? Or are we going to get one of these other free agents? Because a free agent running back class is going to be unreal. And Miles Sanders is a part of it. But I think Miles Sanders has earned another contract. I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm all for it. I know he's getting older. I know. He's younger than me, though. But I know he's getting older. But he's going to be fine. I'm looking at it. Okay, look at this free agent list for running backs. Saquon, Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, Jamal Williams. Josh Jacobs, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, Raheem. Okay, it kind of tells off. Boston Scott's a free agent too. Dang. So Maje Piran, who is no wonder why he's balling out in uh, Joe Mixon's absence. It's a contract year for him too. Okay. Miles Sanders, Ronald Jones, Giovanni. But okay, it kind of tells off. It it kind of tells off after a certain while. But there's plenty of solid running backs on this free agent list. Not everyone's going to be picked up. I'm going to tell you this right now. But Mike Boone, oh, he's 27? Wow. Anyway, Josh Jacobs, Kareem Hunt, Saquon Barkley. And Saquon Barkley's only 25. So, yeah, you probably, if you're going for Saquon, Kareem, or Josh Jacobs, or two of them, then I can see why you would let Miles Sanders go. He looked cheap to me. I don't know. He's going to want more money. He's going to want more money. I say we extend him. I think it'll be cheaper than trying to get Saquon or Josh Jacobs or Kareem Hunt. But that's just me. I don't know what they're going to do. There's plenty of things you could do. But at the end of the day, he's playing well. And I love it. The Eagles looking like Super Bowl contenders. The Cowboys fans. Talking trash. Think they can beat us. Even if they beat us on Christmas Eve, it won't matter because their ceiling is the second round. I said their ceiling is the second round. And that second round loss will probably come at the hands of the bird. So if I was them, I'd pipe down because you haven't done anything yet. But the bird is the word. And also, I mean, if we have to play the commanders or the giants in the first round, I'm sure we can beat them because those two teams are so unserious as well. They just played to a tie 2020. I was listening to it on the radio. I don't know if it was good defense or pathetic offense. 
I just want to know. First of all, how Commanders blew a 10 nothing lead, but how the Giants came all the way back, played this great defense between the second and about the end of the fourth quarter and just played till tie. I don't know how the Giants only had like 50 yards of offense in the second half in overtime. I don't understand. I know the Commanders defensive line is pretty good. They ain't that good. It was some dumb turnovers in this game. It was just a joke. It looked like both teams, their ceiling ain't the second round. Their ceiling is the wild card. Damn! And I'm not sure if both of them are going to make the wild card. Because, because of that tie, the commanders are out right now. The Seattle Seahawks are in. They're the seventh seed. They would be playing the Vikings, not the Commanders. And the Giants would be playing against, I think, not the Cowboys. They'd be playing against, I think, the Bucks, if I'm not mistaken. No, the Bucks are like a number four seed, which is hilarious. Um, I think the Cowboys would be chomping at the bits to play the Buccaneers again, even in Tampa Bay. Because they would they would tear them up. As much as I'd be rooting for the GOAT, they would tear them up. I, I don't want to see that. That'd be an annihilation. So, Lord, who's winning the NFC West? Oh, the 49ers. The 49ers and the Giants would be a joke of a game. But that's just me. Um, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how things go with the 49ers because they got to start Brock Purdy. Now, it's one thing to have Brock Purdy at Iowa State. It's another thing to have him in the NFL playing with the 49ers. Now, it worked out against the Dolphins. They had a good game plan, and the defense is unreal. But once we get further along in the season and into the playoffs, I don't know if they can keep this up. We'll see, though. They got a good coaching staff. They got a good roster. They might could make this work because Jimmy and Trey Lance out for the season. So, you know... I still would rather play them in the wild card than the Vikings or the Bucks. Just saying. 11 and 1 baby. The Eagles are 11 and 1. I want I want to see how far this can go. It looks like on paper we should only lose like two games and it's probably going to be against the Cowboys and the Giants. And that's fine cuz they ain't beating us in the playoffs. You could just count on that now. They they not beating us in the playoffs. That's day. But if they beat us, if they if they beat us in December, that's fine. In the playoffs, not happening. Now about these Wizards, they lost to the Lakers. Not only did they lose, they died. How do you let Anthony Davis get fifty-five points? What? Game over. I know AD is a really talented player when he's healthy, and a fringe Hall of Famer. But 55, and I was watching the game, it was a lot of layups and dunks. That's just sad. Y'all have no heart. It, at least it seemed like it. And then Bradley Bill got hurt, just, just to add injury to insult. Now, Kuzma tried to bring us back because he went on like a 9-0 scoring run by himself. But it, the defense was unreal. They did whatever they wanted. Westbrook driving to the lane, barely contested. And he out here throwing behind the back pass. Like, come on, man. They made it look easy. 
Lonnie Walker destroyed us too. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm I'm if I would have went to the game, sure, it would have been fun to watch LeBron and AD play pretty well. But it would have sucked as a Wizards fan watching us getting killed again with everyone there except Rui. That's a shame, man. Come on, man. Is this what I got to look forward to? So we're just going to be up and down and inconsistent the entire season. Okay. All right. That's pretty much how the Wizards have been since John Wall left. <laughs> so... I mean, so what else is new? 11 and 12. Yep, that's that's about right. That's about right. And I'm looking at it. They lost to the Hornets by one. Then they didn't have LaMelo or uh, Gordon Hayward. But Terry Rozier, we never can stop him. At least we were somewhat competitive against the Nets this time. We didn't get ran off the floor like last time. But... This is ridiculous, man. That's a three-game losing streak. Just like that. Three-game losing streak. Five or six. No, six or seven. Five or six. Six, six or seven. We lost six or seven. And we're 11 and 12. Just going to be up and down, up and down. All season, huh? Well, just like the Nats, I'm still going to go to the games. I'm still going to the game on Saturday to see John Wall's return to D.C. So... You know, we'll see what happens. I just, maybe I just got to be patient because the Wizards are more cap than the hockey team. They are more cap than Brian Robinson's noggin boss hat. Man, oh man. I hope Brad gets back. I know he's going to be in and out all year. Um... Kuzma and Porzingis got to do their thing, but the bench got to step up, and we got to play some defense because it's ridiculous. Give up over 115 points a night. At least that's what it seemed. Like, come on, man. Loafing. Jesus. And speaking of the caps, man, they be all cap. Of course, you're expecting me to say that because it just is what it is. They're 10 and 12. The Wizards are 11 and 12. These guys are 10 and 12. That Calgary Flames game was a joke. They were losing 2-1, and then at a snap of a finger, it's 4-1. And they got ran up out of there. They got ran up out of Calgary. Calgary. The cracking game was very frustrating because they were winning the entire game, and then all of a sudden, they let the Kraken not only tie the game, but... Eight seconds in overtime, win the game. You have got to be kidding. So the Caps be all cap. They lost three or four. Who they got coming up? Uh, they're at Edmonton. That's a loss. They're at the Flyers. That's a win. We're going to get revenge on the Kraken. Um, that game is on Friday. I can't go. I'm heated. I kind of want to go, but I can't. If I go, I'm going to be late because I got a ref basketball in Bethesda. So I don't think if I go, I'm going to be late. So I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. It's okay. Hoping for a Caps win regardless. Hoping for a Caps win regardless. That's all I'm going to say. Now, I'm going to end this show, this impromptu show with this. Baker Mayfield got released from the Panthers. 
Now, I hype Baker Mayfield a lot on this show. That's my man's. He got a statue, man. He got a statue. He's one of my contemporaries. We were at OU at the same time. My last three years at OU, he, he's kind of a symbolization of my last three years at OU. As much of a roller coaster as it was, mentally and emotionally, and even physically, overall, it was it was good. You know, my last three years at OU, I grew a lot. Because, you know, I that's when I met all of my friends that I just met up with in Oklahoma on November 21st or whenever Bedlam was. So, yeah, he is a symbolization of that, kind of. But this guy has a statue. The stuff he did at OU his four years there is just tough to match. He did some amazing things and almost brought us a championship. So I've been rooting for him. It seemed like I'm going to be rooting for him for life, just like Trey Young when I saw him play in that Norman North gym. I pledge to support this guy in almost whatever he does from that point forward. I can't believe it, man. I can't believe it has gone south this quickly. Even my OU friends were trying to tell me that Baker wasn't that great in the NFL and they weren't hyping him as much as I was. Dang. (laughs) The Browns traded him. The Panthers just cut him before the season was over. Okay, so he didn't he came off the gate out the gate slow. Then he got hurt. Then he got benched. Then he got a chance to start again. I was like, okay, here it comes. He about to take him to the playoffs. He ends up playing terribly. He gets benched again for Sam Darnold, who hasn't played all year. And now I'm assuming P.J. Walker is healthy again. So it's no point at keeping a $5 million third-string quarterback so they let him go. And I thought that he was going to stay the rest of the season and maybe get his shot again when Darnold either got hurt or played awful. No, they're not playing around. They just let him go. And everyone is saying he's going to go to the Niners. They didn't get Josh Johnson for no reason, dog. They got Josh Johnson. they rather have him. If Baker goes to the Niners right now, he is third string. Why would they do that? If they didn't get Josh Johnson, then sure, I'd be on that bandwagon too. But they got Josh Johnson, who is the ultimate journeyman quarterback. He's been a journeyman quarterback for like the last 13 years. And he's still in the league. He was on the Washington sitcom. I'll never forget that. Because his his play helped the Eagles get into the playoffs. <laughs> oh, man. They'd rather have him than Baker Mayfield. Unbelievable. I think Baker Mayfield is going to have the rest of the season off. Maybe during this time, he need to get in the weight room. We'd probably be in the weight room. But he need to just figure out. What went wrong? Maybe sometime, you know, spend a little time with his wife and his family. Get, you know, keep that perspective. But also really get to work on his mechanics and everything and get healthy. And and anything that went wrong, he need to work on fixing it like now. Because he's going to get another opportunity. People get hurt. 
people people underperform, he has a chance to come back. The worst case scenario is no one calls him and he has to go play with Bob Stoops in the XFL. And even that is would wouldn't be that bad because it's Bob Stoops and Baker Mayfield. Oklahoma fans would eat that up. But it'd be a disappointment because I feel like Baker Mayfield can still do something in the NFL. I'm sick. I thought Baker was going to turn up. I thought he was going to earn the contract from the Panthers. Instead, he was just a casualty of the upcoming rebuild. He was just an early casualty. There are more big cuts coming. Some of them people there now ain't going to be there next year. Because when they bring in this draft class, some people are gone. And I think they're going to draft a quarterback. So, yeah, better get rid of Baker Mayfield rather now than later. So we'll see what happens with Baker. I'm very disappointed in how his career has nosedived, but he can come back. There's no way you go from walk-on to Heisman and have a statue in Norman and not be that dude and not be used to facing adversity and turning it around. He can do it. But this has got to be the hardest challenge of his life. This is it right here. This is the NFL. It's one thing to do it in high school. It's one thing to do it in college. In the NFL, it's just going to take even more and more and more. Um, It's going to take more to really get to where you need to be. I think this will start. This officially starts Baker Mayfield's journey as a backup. If Blake Bortles can buy an extra few years as a backup before retiring, if Josh Johnson can still be in the league, what do you think Baker Mayfield can do? Come on, man. But I'm sure haters are having a field day right now. You're having a field day, but your time will be up someday. Mark my words. Enjoy this now. But Baker Mayfield will be back. I wish the statue can take Baker Mayfield. I wish Baker Mayfield's statue can take the real Baker Mayfield and shake him and tell him, stand up, stand up, and just be the legend that you actually are. All right, man. No hypothetical, no goal level combo. Or I can freestyle a goal level combo real quick. Listen, and just challenge yourself because you're the GOAT. I probably said that already, but it's it's another reminder. Challenge yourself because you're the greatest of all time. I mean, I just had a few nicks and bruises from typical wear and tear and also jumping over a gate, running from a dog that the owner stopped from chasing me. So I've been hobbled all weekend. But today, Monday, I killed in Orange Theory. I tweeted about it already. But, man, I felt good. It was a confidence boost. I felt good. I felt good physically. I challenged myself to push I challenged myself to push hard in Orange Theory. And, you know, I was getting those splat points. I was pushing myself past my limit. I just had to, even though I wasn't 100%. Challenge yourself because you are the greatest of all time. And I feel like Baker should challenge himself to be better than ever. Not just to prove people wrong, 
but to be one of the best quarterbacks ever. But it's going to be hard, man. He has a long way to go. He just needs a chance. He just needs another chance. But the chances are running out. He mess up on his next stop, then he'll definitely be in the XFL. But, you know, we'll see. Well, hey, man, GoatLevelTees.com for everything. Goat Level, Mr. Van Pugh. You already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.